This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here with Morgan's 2020 resolutions. Now, as January has firmly established itself, I'm finally ready to talk about what 2020 is going to look like for me, I hope. Last year was intended to be a year of revisions, reading, and reflection. And when I wrote up my goals last year, I put them in this order. Blogging and vlogging, top. Then reading, revising, querying, beta reading, conventions, and number seven was writing at the bottom. As I shared last week, I did great on everything on that list, except my revisions and querying. You know, the parts of the list that actually get me closer to publication? Does anyone else see the problem here? <laughs> this year, my focus is on revisions and querying slash submitting. As always, I like SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. Um, specific, measurable, you see numbers and dates. Achievable, I set goals for things that I have influence over. I'm aiming for an agent, uh, getting something published, but unless I self-pub, I actually have no control over those things. I can only make goals for things that I can do myself. Um, uh, for SMART, next up is R for relevant. I'm keeping my exercise goals and healthy eating and guitar playing goals off of here. This is all about my writing and the relevance should be clear. And Finally, for SMART goals, they need to be time sensitive. Obviously, these are resolutions. They're intended to be completed in 2020, but some items might have specific dates associated. So let's take last year's list. It had a good range of things related to my writing, but let's put in a new priority order. First up, this year in 2020, we're going to start with revisions. Last year's goal of revising three manuscripts was, shall we say, ambitious. I clearly was thinking more about what it takes for me to edit slash clean up a manuscript than I was about what it takes to get feedback from others, integrate it, and polish the draft back into my voice after making all those changes. The manuscript I had ready for querying last year is currently in the middle of revisions with my wonderful mentor, but the mentorship officially ended last April and although she has generously volunteered to keep at it with me, she has paying work that of course takes priority. So we're going through my work 30 pages at a time. Uh, my hope is to have the revisions on this done by May, specifically Memorial Day weekend, Balticon, when I run into agents, etc. But life happens. So what can I do on my end to speed up the process? I can make sure that the next batch of 30 pages is ready to go before I get the revision notes on the previous chunk. Um, while changes to the 
chunk she's working on right now might influence these 30 pages that are waiting to get sent. I know that I'm taking a secondary character out of a lot of scenes toward on the third third of the novel and that I'm changing the motivation for the next leg of the journey and all of that needs to change. Plus, well, I've talked about how I'm not a hugely visual writer before and how I focus a lot on what's going on in the character's head and how they're feeling and that maybe their physical sensations and the actions, but I don't necessarily physically describe the world. And that's a lot of what my mentor keeps reminding me to do. So all of these changes I can make without even waiting for the next round of notes from her. So, um, but of course there is going to be some downtime. And to fill that in, I've been nudging my alpha reader who has my middle grade novel. It's a contemporary fantasy school play story and I should hear back from her in the next week or two, right? Uh, also, last year included writing over 20 short stories and over 30 poems. Between revising the middle grade novel and getting those shorts and poetry ready for publication, I've got a lot of revisions to work on, but only two big ones, so that's good other things I can fit in in between without feeling like I have to set them aside when the other stuff comes. So number two on my list of goals for 2020, querying and submitting. Now, if you haven't tried to get your work published, this item might seem a little confusing. What's the difference? Well, querying is an intro letter and first chapter that you send to a literary agent. And once you have a literary agent, they often make you do revisions before they submit your work to a publishing house. Why do you need an agent? There are many publishing houses that do not take unagented submissions. Uh, agents understand what your contract should look like and what items are negotiable. Outside of a book-specific lawyer, they're the best help you can get with contracts. Uh, plus, the agent's job is to know the market and what your book needs in order to best sell it and who to best sell it to. Typically, when you're querying, you query up to five to 10 agents at a time and you wait for either form rejections or personalized rejections or revise and resubmit requests or that wonderful blessed agent call. Now, submitting your work is a slightly different thing. Submitting a manuscript or a short story or a poem is what you can do to any editor or publisher who is open to it. Publishers who are open to unagented works, literary magazines, anthologies, etc. When you're sending a cover letter and your story to a place that will actually publish or print it, it's called a submission. Typically, submissions are exclusive, unless the guidelines state explicitly somewhere. Um, 
So you have to wait to hear that no or that yes back before you can send it to another publisher. This year for my short stories and poetry, I'm going to try to get five stories ready for publication and submit them to at least 10 markets. Not each, just I'm submitting at least 10 times. So each of them twice, I guess, unless they get accepted, which would be awesome. Um, and I'm going to try to do at least half of those submissions before July, just to make sure I'm on a good pace this year. And don't forget to, you know, submit or query this year, like I might have last year. So goal number three for 2020, blogging and vlogging. With you, I am finding an audience and I hope creating a community. You are the people whose queries I help polish while you're looking for agents and whose books I add to my massive to read pile, the people I feature in my author spotlights. Blogging puts me out here. It keeps me accountable and it gives me a way to give back to the community. Plus, I haven't missed a week on my blog since February of 2016, and I've never missed a vlog post since I started in June of 2017. So I'd hate to break my, my posting streak. Thus, I'll continue putting out a new blog and vlog post every Thursday with writing tips or writerly musings. And I'm already off to a great start on this, but when I have them lined up, I will continue doing query corners where I rewrite other people's queries uh, because it's a hundred thousand times easier with someone else's <clears throat> and doing author spotlights on authors with novels coming out. I'm thinking about adding uh, some author tube videos of my massive to read pile or maybe the occasional brief weekly check-in since those were pretty popular during NaNoWriMo, but I need to set a specific day and time to post those that I can be consistent on. So that hasn't happened yet. So next up on my to-do plan goals for 2020 is number four, reading. I did great on this one last year, but I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. I had a lot of travel and I managed to fit in 41 books. Um, and a decent number of them were actually physical books, not just, ooh, I'm bored, let me look on my phone. Um, but a lot of those were new books or um, rereads. Not as many of them were actually from my massive to read shelf. So in keeping my goal from last year of reading 26 books, slightly more than two a month, um, this year, at least 10 of them need to already be on my bookshelf. So far this year, I've read a short story or I finished a short story collection that I started last year, um, but I bought that one over the holidays because a friend's short story was in it. Um, and I read a book that has been with me since before I moved. So there, I got one, one off my to read pile. So we're a weekend, that's not a bad start. Number five on my goals for 2020, writing. Yet again, writing is so far down my list. 
at least it's not number seven this year. Um, I can hear you. I can hear your thoughts, your concerns. What's wrong, Morgan? I thought this was your writing blog. Why isn't this more writer focused? Do you want to be a blogger and vlogger more than you want to be a writer? Well, first, rewriting is writing and revisions are on the top of my to-do list this year. The goal is publication and I have four manuscripts, over 21 short stories and over 30 poems. Just looking for a home. More writing right now just means a larger backlog of things I still need to polish. But never fear, I will be doing Octopo again, writing a poem a day for October, and then NaNoWriMo, writing 50,000 words in 30 days. Although, if I am really stumped for a plot in November, I will rebel and revise at least five short stories or one of my rough draft manuscripts. But knowing me, I'll probably find some way to make 50,000 new words happen. Number six on my to-do list this year, beta reading. I will be reaching out to beta readers as I wrap up revisions on the middle grade novel, hopefully before August. Last year's goals of having revisions of two different manuscripts done by May and July were unrealistic. Um, as always, I do like to keep my beta reader pool to no more than eight readers, typically from different backgrounds. I usually give them separate copies so that their feedback won't influence what the others think of the story. I am considering joining a local critique group. Um, and I feel that short stories are better for a critique group because it's hard to remember when you do a chapter a month what happened and where the story is going and to really get a feel for the pacing. Um, but short stories are great. Um, plus, <laughs> they're better for open mic night. Um, so there is that too. And on the flip side, I'm currently a contributing editor to the Oddville Press, oddvillepress.com, an online literary magazine of odd, but not really fantastical or sci-fi tales. And I am a regular beta reader for my dad who has retired from his day job and enjoys filling my inbox. Not to mention, of course, I have some great critique partners and writer friends who have been known to reach out for feedback. I will try to commit to no more than three full-length betas this year, though. And number seven on my list this year, conventions. I intend to hit Balticon again, Memorial Day weekend in May, and if everything works out, money, passport, Worldcon in August in New Zealand. Um, I did submit again to be a panelist for Balticon and this year I got in. Um, plus I believe that they have accepted all of the panels I suggested. I suggested topics that, um, I talk about on this blog that I feel I can talk competently on and that my unpublished perspective won't be a detriment to my authority on the subject. Uh, like people who have been published 
for 20 years might not be as familiar with what the querying landscape looks like today. And I can give you a bird's eye view of what it looks like from this side of the, you know, querying queue. So how do I know that Balticon approved these panel ideas? They recruited me to be on their programming staff, apparently attending 30 panels a year for the last five years. Made them suspect that I might have opinions about what topics make for good panels and who are the good panelists that they should definitely invite back. So that is another time commitment. Uh, what does being on panels net me? Why do I do this? Well, first, it's greater reach for this vlog and my blog, plus a larger audience when I get published. Um, hopefully, it's a way to make more friends and supporters. And finally, it's, you know, a chance to talk in person about all the stuff I obsess over on this blog with and I'll get to talk to actual people about it rather than talking to myself on camera and hoping that some of you might listen and maybe comment. Uh, but Morgan, how does attending a convention count as a writing goal? Isn't it just for fun or your social media addiction? Well, if you've been following my blog, you've probably noticed that over half the content is actually write-ups from notes at convention panels. I attend the panels so you don't have to. And also for those who can't attend conventions or panels or both. Also, as my sister teases me, she's like, she, she tells me I'm acting like a teacher who's trying to get all her recertification credits in one weekend. So there's a little of that. I, I feel like I learn a lot at these panels and it, it, it's, it's nice hearing other people talk about their writing. So, um, plus, as I said in my post on attending conventions, there is always the networking aspect. The science fiction and fantasy conventions that I prefer are full of readers and writers and even some agents and publishers. So in summary, as is becoming my trend, the first part of my year will be focused on revisions. The middle part is on conventions and the end on writing, except December, because I'm not a writer in December. Of course, I will be reading, blogging, and vlogging the entire year. And we'll have to wait until January of 2021 to see if I had 2020 foresight. What does your plan for 2020 look like? Did you build in flexibility? And how smart are your goals? Let me know in the comments below. As always, feel free to subscribe and tune in again next week for more writing posts and writerly musings. Bye bye